This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, and welcome to the Full 90 Soccer Time Podcast. Ta-da! Our weekly look into Seattle Sounders FC nerdy soccer culture fan outrage, sumo, and an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league not funded by foreign royalty, MLS. We're your hosts. I'm from Mornings on 107.7 The End. My name is Gregor, and he's been in the locker room, on the pitch, and quarantined from the booth at CenturyLink Field. He's Brandon from the internet. Uh, I hope. I wonder if I was the only one, but you know what? At the end of the day, I was probably the least of anybody's issues because it was a stadium of forty thousand people. That is definitely how you catch coronavirus. Anyway, uh, do us a quick solid clip on clip clip. Click on through to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating. Definitely four hundred and twenty stars. But primarily, leave us a comment. Just write sixty nine, <laughs> or you can tell us your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player. Perhaps it's Miguel Ibarra. Um, or is it? Uh, Shane O'Neill. I was going to say Joao Paulo. <laughs> Joao Paulo. Uh, I, I feel like every time I say the name Shane O'Neill, it just sounds like I'm talking about a random dude because like, he's the person I've given the least thought to on the Sounders FC roster. A guy who plays in the third tier of English soccer, <laughs> Shane O'Neill. <laughs> yeah, sure. The fourth string midfielder on the Irish national team. <laughs> This week, the Seattle Jordan Morris's FC take on the We Only Saved You So We Can Kill You Ourselves Columbus Crew in a battle for the This Is How You Catch Coronavirus Cup. Okay, we got we to gotta clear some things up real quick. One, as of time of recording, the March Boss Show has not been canceled, so sumo action starts again on Sunday. Mark your calendars. I've been, I've been thinking a lot about the March Boss Show. Have actually. you? That's great. Yeah, I have. Specifically because uh, I've been thinking a lot about the coronavirus because everybody's thinking about the coronavirus. And um, I am currently uh, working from home for the next couple weeks because of the fact that I've been in a country uh, that is on the CDC's. Um, I was well, I was in Japan and uh, people are a little bit freaked out about that. Not not people from work, but just in general. Yeah. Um, so Idiots. anyway, uh, because I've been in Japan and mm-hmm. because, you know, resulting me working from home and being in quarantine and whatever. Yeah. Uh, I feel fine for the record. I feel fine. And uh, definitely it's been over two weeks since I've been there. So I'm fine. But uh, the March Boss show. You're going to watch on it? On the other hand. They've been. What? Are you going to watch it? I would like to watch it. Yeah. Um, but they've canceled like schools and graduate. Like nobody's graduating in Japan this year because of the coronavirus. But I mean, so how are they still having the show? Everyone knows the one way that you kill coronavirus is by having fat guys smash into each other. <laughs> they it's it's spread via coughing and sneezing, not via sweat from fat dudes' bodies flying onto each other. Yet not from smashing into people. Yeah, come on, that's how you yeah. kill it, <laughs> jerks. <laughs> Okay, so um, yeah, thinking about that a lot, and then how was your trip? You you were gone for like two weeks. Yeah, I went to uh, Tokyo for twenty four hours. I went to Thailand for like two weeks, and then I went to Taipei for twenty four hours. And 
uh, it was amazing. Thailand is awesome. Uh, Taipei. I don't. I was there for like I said, twenty four hours. I ate Din Tai Fung. I went to the original, uh, and it was incredible. Taipei is the coolest city I've ever been to. Oh wow! What makes yeah. it so cool? Uh, what made it so cool was I felt like I could have licked the ground and um, that is definitely not- how you get coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> no, everything there is so, so clean. They have the the their World Trade Center is this super tall, really cool building um, that is built in a style I think that you would really like. It's 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 like a skyscraper if they had built skyscrapers in like ancient China. OK, so, you know, when you're in Japan, the like. What do you call them? Like the towers that have like uh, wires and stuff or like cell phone things on them or whatever, or radio right. towers or whatever. Yeah. They're all built kind of like the traditional Japanese yeah. uh, temple architecture. They have just like a weird curve to them that make them look very Japanese as if they haven't totally. given up the past. I'm looking at the building right now. Um, the one world. Yeah. The 101 Taipei 101. Yeah. And it's uh, it looks like it's like um, a traditional uh, building from the Orient, only stacked like a. It looks like a bunch of Chinese food takeout boxes stacked on top exactly. of each other. If we'll just be real here, okay? Uh, I will say that when I was taking the train through uh, through Japan from the airport to Narita, which is where we stayed, mm-hmm. um, which by the way is an awesome city, also. Uh, as we were taking the 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 train, I kept looking up at those power line towers or whatever you want to call them. The, yeah the big things that hold up the power lines. And I was like, those things at any point look like they're about to start walking and fighting the power Rangers. Yes. (laughs) It is about time. Some sumo, some power tower sumo. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I hope this train turns into a Megazord (laughs) or preferably not the whip used by a Megazord. (laughs) Wow. Uh, This podcast has done a good job of making Megazord references. I feel like this is good. Yeah. I think that's the, yeah, we, we do talk about Megazords quite a bit. Yeah. Good. Finally, we've we've hit full stride, <laughs> season three, and we're finally doing it. All right, so um, Brandon, doing it nice, <laughs> nice, <laughs> sixty nine. All right. Anyway, um, Brandon, I had the craziest time. The Sounders have played three matches so far this season. Uh, one of them was in Honduras, so I couldn't go to that one because I, well, I didn't put in any effort to be honest with you. The next one, I was um, traveling, and so I missed that one, and I caught the penalty shootout on my phone via updates from live sounders. Ah, so the only good part then. Yeah. And then, um, so, th- but it was also horribly disappointing. Yeah. And then traveling back to Seattle, I traveled right during the match, the home opener match, which was a giant mistake. So I get back to Seattle, right? The match is over. Everything is cool. No problem. I don't know what's happened. I'm staying off my phone. Like, you're a total non-spoiler guy. I feel like m- most people might not know that about you, um, or maybe they should know that about you, is that most people, like me, I can't not... If I'm not watching the game, I'll at least follow it online because I want. I need to but know... But I didn't like, have that option. Moment. I didn't have that option. I couldn't follow oh, it online sure. because I was on the airplane and I wasn't paying the $27 for internet for the two-and-a-half-hour flight. But I feel like even even if you were just busy doing something, you're usually the guy that records something and waits to watch the whole game in its entirety before you try to get it spoiled for you online. Yeah, right. Because right. oftentimes mid-season MLS is kind of boring to watch. So it's a, if I know what's going to happen, it makes it a lot harder to sit through it. So Sure. Okay, so I get, I get back to Seattle. I go and get on the little M-Park shuttle that takes me back to where my car is parked. I get to my car. I've lost my freaking car keys. Oh, no. 
Now, here's the deal. I just bought uh, a new car, and so I'm driving my old one, so I'm going to leave it in a parking lot, and I haven't gotten rid of it yet. So I drive that, and I just have the singular key, right? So I didn't lose like all of my house keys and all that stuff, but I lose my the key to the Honda is gone. So if you found a Honda key somewhere around SeaTac or on a Alaska Airlines flight, hit me up. Anyway, um, so I don't have the key to my car, and I don't know what to do. My wife is at home, you know, 55 minutes away. My baby is asleep. My boy, I should say, he's now a toddler. He's napping. My wife won't drive to the airport normally. She would if I really made a stink about it, but she doesn't. She only started driving when she turned 38. So she's not like really that confident to drive through Seattle to the airport, right? And so I don't know what to do. I'm like stuck on a Sunday afternoon that far from home. I live in Snohomish, for anyone new. And um, so I just do what you do. I just run over to the light rail and hop on and start heading north. Because that's a good start. Right. I get to Seattle after the 45-minute ride, hop on a bus after waiting 25 minutes. Oh, my God. Two and a quarter hours later, I'm finally at uh, total time. Two and a quarter hours, and I'm finally at Ashway Park and Ride in Linwood. My wife meets me there. She brings the key. I say, thanks a lot. I turn around. I get right back on the bus. (laughs) So I roll from Linwood back to downtown right by the stadium. And I get onto the light rail. Now, mind you, when I got transferred from the light rail to the bus the first time to head north, um, there's all these now annihilated Sounders fans, okay, that are like, I've been drinking all day and had two extra hours of partying, okay? And I'm sitting on the bus, no one said anything, and the the fat guy gets on the bus and he starts walking and he goes, what a win! (laughs) (laughs) So it had not been spoiled, despite the fact that you've been around all of these I made it, like about an hour and a half into being in Seattle without checking my phone. Also, because I wasn't planning to use my um, phone, I had uh, uh, 15% battery when I got to my car and couldn't find my key. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so screwed. What am I going to do? Also, factor in how angry I am at myself. You know, like I like hate myself so much. On the plus side, I was walking past a bridge and there was a train going under it. And I went, I can't believe people jump in front of trains. And I thought to myself, hey, at least you don't think lowly enough of yourself right now that you thought, maybe I should jump in front of that train. (laughs) So that's a positive. I guess we're, you know, something positive to look at. Anyway, Ashway Park and Ride, hop back on, ride all the way back down, right by the stadium. I get on the uh, light rail, and the girl in front of me is so wasted from the Sounders game. It is awesome. She drops her phone on the ground, and then she bends over to pick it up and drops everything else, and then drops her phone three times as she's trying to pick it up. I totally, I totally thought this chick was gonna boot everywhere. She did not. It was, uh, thank God, her boyfriend was so over it too. I felt bad for the guy. Anyway, so we ride all the way back down. I get to the airport, get back on the M Park shuttle, get back to my car. Get in the car, drive home. Just shy of six hours after I landed, did I walk through my door. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. I get home and my wife is like, I'm really sorry, but do you want one more piece of bad news now or do you want me to wait or what? And I was like, yeah, just what is it? And she goes, yeah, the Sounders match didn't record. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I don't know what to say at this point. It's like devastating. Uh... I like. I wanted to like... Throw my baby through my wife. That's neither of their fault, but like that's what I was like. Punch a guy through a guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was so frustrating. I love my kid, my kid and my wife, and I obviously would not do those things. But um, yeah. man, it was just like icing on the cake that I was about to eat. And by icing, I mean it's like piss combined with powdered sugar to make frosting, okay? So anyway, I have not watched the Sounders match. I have not found my car key. Good thing we had a backup. 
and uh, I lost most of my Sunday to it. So <laughs> it's been uh, it's been a challenging. So that being said, that long story, uh, I just have to tell you that I'm going to be pretty useless except for what happened in about the five minutes of the MLS review show that I watched to be able to do that and the highlights I've seen from all the different angles captured by the wonderful Brian Babcock and other Sounders media people. So let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Okay, first of all, the scenario that we talked about where the Sounders could be out of the cup of CONCACAF Cup by the time the season started yeah. happened. Woo! <laughs> Nailed uh, it. The, uh, the, the, the best thing about um, MLS uh, Reddit is every Monday, they do Meme Monday, and most of the memes were about the Sounders crashing out of the uh, cup of CONCACAF Cup early against a, the top team from Honduras. <laughs> so that's great to be a Sounders fan. But they, that meant that going into the match against uh, Chicago, the home opener, uh, that the expectations were high. The coach, uh, Schmetzer, was talking about um, how they're angry. They're going to go in motivated. That just puts even more added pressure on, on the season. And they go in without Nico Ladero, without Gustav Svensson, obviously without, uh, still without Will Bruin. And they started a 16-year-old in midfield. <laughs> so, good for Danny Leva. Also good to see Justin Dillon in the starting 18 on the bench. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, they also go in without their new starting, um, massively paid uh, big new big boy, uh, Yamar. Uh, we're, we're just um, calling him Yamar. That's it, dude. Yamar. Okay, great, great, good. Because I don't want to. Yeah, I know. Google, it's too much. You have to type <laughs> a, a name and then scroll. It's awful. It's awful. You got to scroll a lot. Um, <laughs> anyway, so playing without him because uh, he had some visa issues, like, apparently, getting back from Honduras, um, which, first of all, sucks. Uh, so he had this huge, basically, uh, Gregor uh, type of travel to get back to Seattle. <laughs> Uh, I don't think he had to drive bus train and then vice versa or whatever you had to do. Um, so anyway, starting with a weekend, uh, a weekend roster. However, they ended up pulling it out two to one in extra time. Um, but everything during the, the first half and most of the second half just felt like it was going to be one of those games where you knew that they should have won, but it was going to end in a stupid, frustrating draw. Um, but then it didn't because, Ah, bless him. Our Lord and Savior Jordan Morris ascended from the bench and rescued us from damnation, or at least another slow start. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm not convinced that it won't be a slow start, but I just got to put in at least we did best of all of the Cascadia teams. Both of those other losers lost at home, so good for you, dummies. Yeah. The, uh, the, the, the big takeaways from this game that you didn't get to watch uh, were <laughs> that Jordan Morris uh, did not start because they were trying to rest him to make sure he didn't get injured in the first game of the season. Um, and he was mad about it. And then he came on in the second half. He replaced Danny Leva, not because Danny Leva was playing terribly, but um, uh, as Schmetzer noted, but he just wanted to um, uh, make a, a structural change to the way the team was playing. A tactical change, I should say. Yeah, if you're a 16-year-old um, and you're getting subbed off for Jordan Morris, you're going to deal with it. It'll be fine. Right. Right, so Jordan Morris comes in, instantly changes the game. The Sounders instantly get scored on. <laughs> hey, you, you made <laughs> you made a, a a good tweet about this, where you were talking about imagine being uh, the Chicago Fire squad, and you see Jordan Morris warming up, looking at you like he's gonna like he's already mad at coach for not starting him, and he's gonna take it out on your ass. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Jordan Morris. I don't know what happened if he just started taking a bunch of protein shakes, but boy got thick. Yeah, he is. Like, yeah, yeah. He's chonky. 
Yeah, he came he came back from his injury uh, looking a little bit more like he's been hanging out with Roman Torres during the offseason. It's like, hey, if you had, I don't know what food comes from Roman Torres' land. I almost said pupusa, but I think that's Ecuador. Oh, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Have you tried Doritos? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 I did. Um, anyway, so Jordan Morris comes on, the Sounders get scored on, and he uh, then goes and scores twice uh, and assists one, but that gets called back because he was offside. Um, but anyway, both goals assisted by Christian Roldan, which is great to see their little bromance. Um, okay, well, hold on. I mean, you've made a compelling point here that um, I guess it brings us to the most important player for Seattle. It's already pretty obvious. It's the unused brand new left shoes man of the match. <laughs> Your uh, unused brand new left shoes man of the match is Jordan Morris, obviously. <laughs> unused brand new left shoes, a surplus store for everyone who isn't Jordan Morris. And only has do, one do foot, only evidently. only uses his right foot. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> quite the performance that he had to like kind of lift up this team. However, the officiating was really terrible. I think that brings us actually to uh, a time for us to get critical. Let's look at who's hot, who's garbage, and who is hot garbage. Starting... With hot Jordan Morris, hot, obviously Jordan Morris, yeah, player of the week, scores two goals, uh, one with his right, one with his head, because I don't know, he made a devil a deal with the devil, or he wasn't allowed to use his left foot for the rest of his life or something, yeah. But he played uh, insanely well, instantly changed the game when he came on. He is turning into everything that Seattle Sounders thought he would be when they offered him that contract. Yeah, wait, I, I would love, I'm sure somebody will do this poll, all of the tweets that people made about how he was so undeserving coming off of a year where he didn't play at all because of injury, how he was undeserving of like however many millions of dollars that they agreed to pay him over the next five years. Yeah, I believe that the, there's a Twitter account for that already. It's um, at Eddie underscore Johnson seven. <laughs> he's already he's already taking care of that. Good. <laughs> Great. He's Now, I think he's turned his attention to the fact that he's not on the ballot for the U.S. Soccer Hall of Fame this year. Well, <laughs> I, OK, I'm not going to I'm not going to double down on Eddie Johnson right now. He was actually very nice to me the one time I dealt with him. So that's good. Oh. OK, uh, what else we got for hot? I will say uh, hot, hot for somehow a center back pairing that didn't make me fear poop. And not like didn't make me fear poop, like I'm scared of poop, but uh, they didn't make me poop out of being scared that we were going to give up a lot. Like when you've had too much coffee and you get the poops, this like when you see the center back pairing and you're like, oh, got to (laughs) poop. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, for for somehow um, I was actually really worried going into the match because Shane O'Neill is this like uh, he didn't cut it at Orlando City and Orlando City isn't necessarily a great team. Uh, How many times have they made the playoffs? Oh, that's right. Zero. (laughs) And he was one of their center backs. And so knowing that we were going to be starting him next to Javier Arriaga, um, who is a red card waiting to happen, uh, made me a little bit worried. But then watching the game, uh, they were locked in. They they played so well together. Um, Both of them were making interceptions left and right. There were points where Shane O'Neill was in like Roman Torres land, a.k.a. playing uh, attacking midfield. And uh, I didn't feel scared about it because it seemed like he was doing what he was supposed to be doing at the time, which was cutting out a pass or 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 pro- uh, providing a press for the players or something mm-hmm. like that. So um, I just thought it was hot. Hot. Give me another hot. How about 
I will say hot is Miguel Ibarra's positioning. Hot. He got into a lot of really dangerous positions. He, uh, His hustle was great. He was getting into places where he should have scored and then skied them nine times. So I will say garbage is Miguel Ibarra's finishing. <laughs> garbage. <laughs> oh, man, I love this. Fartland and Turf Boney havers, I guess. Tied for last place. Definitely hot. Hot. Yeah, Fartland started the season with a home loss and uh, Jeff Fart giving up three in goal was just awesome. I really enjoyed seeing that. Um, that they did so poorly. And then Vancouver losing at home. I don't hate Vancouver the same way I hate Fartland, so I don't... I mean, they've got the turf bony. That's obviously makes them better. So, I I mean, they're... I'm happy to see uh, both teams lose, but uh, I don't know. I really don't like Vancouver. Um, I especially don't like Fartland. And the 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 great thing about tuning into that match was um, it was almost like watching a Sounders match of old because you, I tuned in and immediately Ozzy Alonso got a yellow card for fouling Diego Chara. And I was like, oh, this feels right. <laughs> and all is right in the, in the universe. Hi. Yeah. Okay, then um, just one observation real quick. I think those DC United shirts, uh, and the, I think the Sounders shirts actually look really good on the screen, but the DC United shirts are so dope, dude. Hot. Uh, I agree with you. I think the, uh, the only reason that those DC shirts look as good as they do is because they were paired with the red shorts. I think that that is a excellent combination. Um, the shirts themselves feel a little bit too plain to me. Disagree. I think that the red shorts ruin the black oh, shirts. No. I, here's what I want. I want black shirt with the red accents right on the sleeves. Um, and then the, is it white stripes that are on there? And then I want the shorts to be black, but I want the socks to be red. Mm. Yeah, I don't think so. Or I, I bet you white shorts would look cool with those two. Why are we talking about them? I don't like them very much. <laughs> I was just watching the, the highlights, and then the, that yeah, was the no. those were the jerseys that stood out to me. Also, that Nashville oof, uh, ooh. hashtag Tornado Land is uh, about, ooh yeah yeah it's tough. But uh, Nashville packing that stadium was pretty dope, dude. I'm pretty excited to have another big team in the South there that can that can contribute. Okay, moving on to garbage. You already said Miguel Ibarra's finishing garbage, definitely garbage. But what else? Uh, garbage was starting the season without Nico Ladero because of injury, without uh, Gustav Svensson because of injury, uh, and without Will Bruin because of injury duty. <laughs> I don't know. I just got bored typing. <laughs> garbage. That was pretty fun. That is a written joke that you have to see. It does not probably translate well on audio. Okay, but still, garbage. Garbage. Good. Um, uh, that's tough, dude, because I think Ladero, I think this is serious, man. I don't think he's going to play for a long time. I, I hope he so I guess he he returned to training today uh, and or actually did he I think he maybe returned to training right before um, the the home opener over the weekend but wasn't in full training I'm hoping that it's not long term because um, you could tell like a player like Raul Ruiz Diaz wasn't getting the type of uh, the type of service that he expects with a player like uh, Ladero Danny Leva is not going to contribute that. Um, Jao Paulo while filling in for an injured Gustav Svensson. So maybe if Gustav Svensson comes in and is able to take on a little bit more of the defensive duty, Jao Paulo can can fill a little bit more of a number 10 role, but that's still not really his his position. So um, if we can't get Nico Ladero back, this is what we talked about all, all year last year, is that we don't really have a one-to-one replacement for Nico Ladero. Um, I think we're better suited. The Sounders are better suited now uh, than they were back then. Um, because you don't have to play Alfonso Acampo Chavez there, <laughs> and like you have some older, uh, more experienced players. Yeah, but still, I'm hoping it's not a long term injury. Yeah, I just feel like it's 
I, I have, you know, because all that knowledge that I have of both medicine and of the what's going on at the Sounders, <laughs> you know, sports medicine room, I just feel like the Ladero thing is going to bother him for a long time. Um, and yeah. it's just going to, throughout the season, be challenging until he gets some more time off to be able to really get it under control. We'll see, though. And guess and guess what it is? Huh? Hit the sound to hit the injury generator. Ah, son of a bitch! <laughs> Should have known. It is. It is something I've never heard of. It's hamstring tendonitis. God damn it! Of course it is. It's probably contagious too. It's probably yeah. the. It's like what's a good pun on coronavirus? <laughs> a pulled coronavirus <laughs> hamstring. Oh man, that sounds like something you would make for like a barbecue. Uh, yeah. yeah that okay. Anyway, um, final one more garbage. Uh, garbage. Arlo White is back in MLS and not with Seattle. Garbage. Come on, man. Yeah. Arlo n- White has, or at least Chicago Fire has announced uh, that Arlo White is joining their broadcast team for the summer, uh, and he will be joining two other dudes. It doesn't really matter. He's going to Chicago. He's dead to me. <laughs> one of them is Tony Miola, who was in that '90s. Um, U.S. Men's National US, Team goalkeeping yeah. role. I'm not a huge fan of him. As a, he's not for me in his commentary. But mm. Arlo White's the best. I guess he's. It looks like if I had to do the math based on just judging what his tweet was, that he'll fill in between the end of the prem and the beginning of their next season. So probably for like two months he'll be doing that. Mm-hmm. I guess living I in think, Chicago. Yeah, he said something like uh, he's. Uh, he, I think the the press release said White will call fire matches during the prem, the Premier League offseason from mid May to mid August. So it's not like a long term thing. It's just a bummer that he's coming back to MLS and it's not with Seattle. You think I wonder sh- if like Adrian is Adrian Hanauer was like, oh, I didn't even I didn't even know that that was a thing. I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> I wonder if they if he had seen the crest before he agreed to do that or not. <laughs> yeah, probably not because that was another thing that is garbage is that garbage. That match was just another reminder about how bad, how bad that new Chicago crest is. <laughs> Can't believe, well, I'm not going to talk smack. I'm just going to say it's bad and leave it at that. Finally, just some, uh, some leftover hot garbage to sweep under the rug. Hot garbage. Uh, hot garbage. We talked about this being a possibility, uh, but it did not happen. Kim key. He gone. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pick up on that. That's funny. Kim Key, he gone. <laughs> I, I have a, something about hot garbage that I want to say. This year, I, I w- I'd like to commit to it now, Brandon. I think we should do this. That when they do okay. the parlay kits, we should each get one, assuming they're not atrocious, and both get sure. hot garbage written on them. On the back. Hot garbage. Okay. What do you think? I'm, I'm going to get hot grandma on the back of mine. <laughs> yes that's awesome (laughs) this is so easy to do but for hot garbage boy the refing you look at the comments for a team that won i guess we could move this down into um fan outrage but you look at the comment section for any post and it's the team who won the sounders and all you see is people complaining about how bad the refs were and i went back and like watched a bunch of it and i gotta say that without full perspective i still agree yeah yeah, the, it's funny because uh, this is the only time I've ever seen where you can go look at the comments about the refereeing where, like you said, the team that won is complaining and the team that lost said, oh, I actually think the refereeing was all right. <laughs> yeah, they would have lost 9 nothing otherwise. It's like, yeah, oh, it's crazy. It's Yeah, there was a, um, a penalty kick call, which is a, a somewhat controversial that didn't get called, uh, was a, a handball that uh, Raul Ruiz Diaz cut the ball back across the, uh, the goal and it hit a defender who was sliding uh, in the arm. Um, I think in the past it would have been called a handball, but apparently there's a new rule this year that says if the arm is between the body and the ground, 
um, while a defender is sliding, it's not a handball, which I, I think is whatever. And it, that just, is wild to me. Just make it clear, uh, though. Just like make it. Yeah. Just like the fact that we're in the dark until someone has to explain it sucks. Sure. And then, and then, just in general, there were so many calls and non. They, the the game was not called consistently. Uh, whatever. Thankfully, the Sounders were able to pull two goals out of it, so it does not matter. Yeah. Let's just let's move on from you, but come on. Yeah. Instead of complaining about the ref, let's just move on. Yeah. All right, people getting on the I'm getting on the internet mad after anything <laughs> happens at the match. This the only a, time I ever get on the internet is if I'm mad. This is Week in Fan Outrage. Uh, John uh, John French says Jordan Morris is not a phenomenal dancer. The dude can also wait. What? <laughs> not just. <laughs> oh, I misread that. So this is actually just a. I thought he said Jordan Morris is not a phenomenal dancer. The dude can score pretty. Okay, I take that away. Sorry, John French. You don't qualify any longer. But Jason says, good ending and glad for the win, but... (laughs) I love the but. Wait, don't isolate that. Not impressed today. (laughs) I love the but. (laughs) (laughs) Does not inspire confidence uh, off of two blown games in CCL, the Cup of CONCACAF Cup. I get we're missing starters, blah, blah, blah. They let Chicago control too much of the match. I actually don't disagree with any of this, really. Mm-hmm. Like, it was not from what I saw. <laughs> I definitely did a read the headline, have opinions type thing right here. Yeah, yeah. But um, there's just the, none of the highlights suggest that the Sounders were in control of that match until Jordan Morris came on. So Yeah. And then Andrew D says, we need to play New Who so that he can shore up our embarrassing defense. Man! I never thought I would hear somebody say that. Uh, are we in need of a red card also? Because New Who is my favorite. Man, that guy, I like, I seriously want to get a New Who jersey. Uh, if don't please don't do that because as soon as you do he's gone. He got he came key he gone. <laughs> he came key he knew who gone. <laughs> knew who he gone. All right, so looking ahead to this weekend, it's a Saturday night, 7 p.m. Seattle Sounders FC versus Columbus Crew SC. Got to pick one or the other, guys. Come on. Uh, both teams are in fourth place in the respective conference with one win apiece. It's early, so that doesn't really mean anything. Match two of 34 CenturyLink Field here at home. This is definitely how you're going to get coronavirus, so come on out! <laughs> yeah, talk 40,000 people into a stadium uh, listen, I, when one of the tips that they're telling you is to avoid crowded places. I gotta. I, I should be clear here. This is no slight on anybody. There's nothing you can do about it, so like, I don't mean to like paint the Sounders in a bad picture or anything like that. That This is just like, if you were going to miss one game, <laughs> and like, if you're worried about coronavirus, like... Fine. Um, this might. I could see how MLS would cancel this match. I actually could see it happening still that they would cancel it before before Columbus gets on the plane. So I'm sure as soon as we hit stop on recording this pod, that'll be what happens, and I'll be. Yeah. Hey, let's just predictively do it right now. Oh no, the match got canceled. <laughs> um. Thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. Jeez. Okay. Well, no predictions this week. Thanks for listening to the full ninety soccer time podcast, losers. Okay, there we go. Now we're covered. Um, okay, so here's what you actually need to know about uh, the Columbus crew coming to Seattle to play. They are coming off of a 1-0 win against New York City. Um, I'll take that with a little bit of a caveat, though, is the fact that they played uh, after New York City got a red card in the third minute, 87 minutes up a man. Yeah, that was crazy. It was the fastest ever that a guy got a red card in an opening like in an opening match for the season opening match or whatever. It's some stupid stat like that that yeah. they were saying. That's crazy to play down a man for 87 minutes. You must be so upset. It was like, I get where... Uh, what happened was the 
guy with the ball crossed up the defender. The defender trying to get his footing kicked out the foot like accidentally of the yeah. offensive guy, and he um he fell and it was like a he was the last defender, so it was goal scoring opportunity and red card right there. That's a tough call because it was not intentional. Did not appear to be at least. But anyway. So Crew, despite being up a man for 87 minutes, only able to score once, um, and it was their club record signing, uh, Lucas Zellerian or Zellerian, I don't know how you say his name, but he scored their only goal. Um, Zellerian. Zellerian. Uh, he is. Uh, he is the. Oh, I wanted to make a Dragon Ball Z there <laughs> joke there, but I wasn't fast enough. Um, he scored their only goal. He's probably the villain to watch out for for the Sounders uh, going into this match. Him and Pedro Santos, who's a guy who uh, was really, really strong for them last year too. And yeah. then uh, the the other thing to know about this team is to if, if if Chicago did not complain about the referees, the only thing that's going to happen from Columbus is that you're going to get nothing but whining because oh 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 uh, because I don't know because of coronavirus. Yeah, nope, because their head coach is worse, Caleb Porter. <laughs> oh, the former Farland guy? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And he's gone and signed a bunch of guys uh, to their team from his old uh, Fartland roster, like uh, Darlington Nut. I, I thought you were going to say coronavirus again. No, like uh, Darlington Nagby. <laughs> Wait, doesn't he? Does Jazzy Sardis still play there? Uh, he does, yeah, but he was never on Portland. No, but he I'm does just, still play there. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out. Like, I, it's funny that you identified the threats, and he's not one of them. I think that's very sad for the U.S. Men's National Team. <laughs> are, yeah, the players last, allowed, are the players allowed to wear masks on the field, or is that not sanitary, or how does that work? I heard something about them. Like, I don't know if it was in the Premier League or somewhere else, but they were. Uh, you know, the the pre-match handshake where the one team walks down the line and shakes the other hand right, team yeah. or the other team's hands. Um, I heard that they were talking about canceling just that portion. <laughs> Which I'm like, okay, forget all of the kids that you hold hands with while on your way out and forget the fact that like you're running and bumping into each other and and spitting and all of the things that happen uh, in a in a soccer match. Uh, They're just going to cancel the only sportsmanship part of the game. And if we've learned anything, you kill the coronavirus by smashing into it. (laughs) Sumo style. That's what they should do. Belly bumps. Belly, belly. That's just, uh, yeah. They go away, go through, and all of them have to lift their shirts up and belly bump each other. Yeah, perfect. Okay, great. It has to be, it has to be skin to skin, though. I feel like it's too early in the season to be calling out motivation, other than like keep your start strong. Like if you, you know, get a second win, so that way you like last season, Seattle was so hot in those first five games, including a victory against Chicago. So I feel like that's just still the early season motivation, and especially since. I don't know. Seattle doesn't have Champions League to worry about or anything. I guess get people healthy. Yeah, I think motivation is just do whatever you can to get Nico Ladero and Gustav Svensson back on the pitch. Yeah. Okay. And then for for Columbus, um, I don't know. They haven't won in Seattle. They haven't won in Seattle in a while. Uh, they haven't beat Seattle in a couple in a couple years. Um, sorry, my dog is shaking in the background. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think Columbus just is going to want to come here and get some sort of result. And um, I think their motivation is to not let Caleb Porter cry on the sideline. <laughs> All right. Um, in case you just got back from an extra long crapper sesh, it's time for TLDL. <laughs> Too long. Didn't listen. Uh, too long didn't listen you can lick the streets in Taipei without getting coronavirus that is not CDC recommended however Uh, TLDL too long didn't listen fear poops Brandon's got him 
Uh, dude, the solution for uh, fear poops is Doritos. <laughs> and too long didn't listen. The solution for the coronavirus is to smash it with your belly. <laughs> Take a look into the crystal Pepsi ball and watch it swirl around with its effervescent bubbliness. And tell us what you see for the big match on Saturday night, 7 p.m. Columbus crew come to town to play Seattle Sounders FC. Both teams a win apiece. I think uh, if I look into the swirling crystal Pepsi ball, uh, I think that the Sounders are going to win 3 nothing with uh, two goals from Jordan Morris and one goal from Jao Paulo. I'm going to say Sounders are going to win 2-1, but the second it would have been 3-1, but the shot's going to go off of Caleb Porter's dumb head and be called out. Okay. <laughs> that uh, somehow they were going to score from that. Yeah, yeah, but it's going to be well, okay. it was out of bounds. You can't score yeah. off the opposing coach's head. Yeah, got it.